We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for May 26, 2013. Uh, this is part four, and um, we're going to go into something I'd like to kind of try to do every week. Can't guarantee I'm going to do it every week, but I'm just going to call like, you know, my health corner, listener question and answer. I, I just, this is just from really a couple different ways, uh, days of questions that I've gotten. Uh, from listeners, and um, this is just a, a cross section of questions, really primarily from just one day. I added a little to it as well, and just some things that have come up. And I'm, I'm going to try to do this on a weekly basis. Okay, so the first one, this is from Pastor Wait, and I'm, I normally I'm not even going to give the the person. The, some of them I don't even give the name, just because it's more of a personal nature. But it might be something that a lot of people are dealing with, so I don't, I don't even give names on some of these. But this is Pastor D.A. Wade, he asked me, um, who has more, more uh, experience as far as dealing with issues regarding the King James Bible than anyone I know. It's 60 plus years. I'm not exaggerating. 60 plus years. He's been... So if you have questions, it's Bible for today... I believe .org, or G, you can just look up Bible for today. And um, uh, he, when, when it's, particularly when it gets into the underlying Greek and Hebrew and stuff like this, oh man, yeah, um, he, he's pretty amazing to ask those types of questions for. So he asked, what foods should we eat that are free of GMOs? I wonder if, if the bill will be passed that labels all GMO food. Well, there's really, there's no quick answer I could give him. So what I did is I gave him links to three different um, articles regarding resources that will give you GMO-free food, okay, or, or some guidelines you can go by. Um, and then I also gave him a, another article on the GMO labeling uh, because there's huge support for labeling GMO food, uh, but there is unbelievable backlash against it as well, particularly from, like, Monsanto, who is just Satan incarnate, essentially. And he emailed me again after I responded to him, and he said, thank you for the information on the GMO foods. I will tell our church about it tomorrow. I know you're very busy, but is it true that organic foods are all, or most of them, are free of GMOs? Uh, and then I also wrote in there, uh, what about if the label says all natural? I kind of added that in because that's another thing that is very much related to the subject. My response, Pastor, yes, certified organic. And again, you've probably seen the label. If you don't know what the label looks like, I included a picture of it here. It says USDA organic. It's got a little brown circle around it. It's green in the middle. Anyway, you can look on, um, it'll be around page 12 or 13 of the PDF for this study. Anyway, Certified organic foods are required by law to be GMO-free. And there's a link I give him again to go into that whole subject that you can click on. All of these links are clickable. I, I provide a free PDF pretty much with every teaching I've put out for years and years and years that really is the template for my study. And um, then I said, but if the label says, quote, all natural... It really means next to nothing. And that's a common ploy they use. And I gave them a link 
to an article that proves that as well. If it says all natural, it really means next to nothing regarding the quality of the food. And from this, from this link, I have a quote that I, I put in here. And it says, wouldn't it be nice if you could show, if I could show you a little, quote, contains genetically modified organism ingredients symbol to look for. Meaning, we've got an organic symbol we can look for on food, okay, which is I have here. But wouldn't it be nice if there was that one that, that, like a little symbol like the organic symbol, but it says contains GMO ingredients. Uh, unfortunately, Monsanto and other biotech companies have fought hard to keep their products invisible to consumers. They know that as Norman Brackstick of Asgro Seed, which is a Monsanto subsidiary, put it, quote, if you put a label on genetically engineered food, you might as well put a skull and crossbones on it. Wow, we get, some, we get a little bit of, of, of uh, honesty from a uh, person that works at a Monsanto subsidiary. You might as well put a skull and crossbones on it because people, even, even the dumbed-down Typical American public, and I'm not talking to my listeners, I'm talking about people in general, they would probably even go out of their way to avoid that. This is why they don't want labeling of this stuff, because Satan knows it's pure evil, it, he knows what it's doing to you, and he doesn't want you to have any clue you're literally destroying yourself by eating this stuff. Okay, now just today alone, this is like in my next health health uh, newsletter, I'm just going to read you some of the... Uh, some of the headings here. I'm not going to go into them. I'm just going to read you. First one. Over 800 world scientists agree GM crops are nothing short of a bio-war on our food. Um, then, Facebook censors pictures of children rallying against GMOs during, during the global march against Monsanto. This just happened, I think, yesterday. Facebook is censoring pictures of little kids holding up signs against GMOs. That's how evil Facebook is. And it just shows you how in league all of these things like with social media are in with the government and with big agra and big biotech and big pharma. They're all in satanic league together with their goal of destroying you and, 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 and weakening you and, you know, destroying you body, soul, and spirit, essentially. That's what their goal is. Depopulation of the world. And then... Yesterday, protesters in over 400 cities march on uh, versus Monsanto. Uh, but you know, there's probably no next to no even no national coverage of this. Probably some sparse local coverage. Like it's just enough because whatever the New World Order wants to promote, because they totally control the media, that's what they're going to promote. But there were over 400 cities where they had marches against Monsanto yesterday. Um, millions rally around the world in March Against Monsanto. Photos from Austin, Texas. Next link, Monsanto is a metaphor for genetic manipulation, food chain control. Monsanto is lobbying, bribing, suing small farmers out of business. This one, I could not believe. This next one, this just happened. This just came out uh, last night. Illinois Agriculture Department acting as Monsanto's enforcers, literally illegally seize bees that are resistant to Monsanto's roundup and kill the remaining queens. They went to this guy who'd been doing all this research for all these years, and he, he found a bee that was resistant to this roundup. 
Monsanto's Roundup, and they go out there, take the bees and kill the queens. So that there's there's no bees, well, at least these bees that were resistant, they can't have that. They want all the, the bees in the world, which our whole food chain is dependent upon bees, okay, for pollination and stuff like this. They want all of the bees to be absolutely, totally, like, um, genetically engineered or susceptible to being, they're having all of these die-offs that are happening. A lot of it's due to Monsanto. A lot of it's due to cell phone towers and all the electromagnetic radiation pollution. See, it's not good enough for them to have that. They can't have any bees out there that could be resistant to Monsanto. This is how evil our government yoked up with these organizations like Monsanto has become. Literally, absolute, total arms of Satan. This is something you need to be praying against Monsanto. You need to be praying against every bit of the wickedness that I was just talking about today regarding this homosexual agenda. And the pro-death community. You know, any place you see evil, it's a good thing to pray about. This is one of the most evil things I've ever seen. I could not believe what I was reading. They killed the queens. This guy had been doing research for a long time. They just destroyed all of his research. You can, um, When I send this out, you can click on this link. New study reveals how glycophosphate in Monsanto's Roundup, these, and the, these bees were resistant to Roundup that they killed. New study reveals how the glycophosphate, which is one of the worst ingredients in the Roundup, if not the worst, how it inhibits natural detoxification in human cells. They have these Roundup-ready seeds where they literally plant the seeds. They're, listed, they're, they're resistant to aluminum because they're spraying the chemtrails all over the skies that is loaded with aluminum, loaded with um, barium, ethylene, dibroma, all these unbelievably bad chemicals in the, in the chemtrails. So Roundup is engineering their seeds to be a list, uh, resistant to aluminum so they'll grow in chemtrail-polluted soil, which is making the soil super alkaline. And they're also Roundup-ready seeds. Meaning, they're seeds that they can literally spray this pesticide Roundup on. Actually, when the plant grows, they can spray the Roundup on the plant and not have to worry about, you know, normally when you spray weed killer, you can't get it on the surrounding plants because it'll kill the plants too. Particularly Roundup. Roundup is a systemic killer. I used to use it all the time growing up in my grandma and grandpa's lawn service. I mean, that stuff would kill anything. And the thing is, is it's not a topical killer like a lot of the weed killers you buy, you spray it, and it literally kills just whatever you spray it on. It's a systemic killer. It gets literally into the, into the um, almost like the uh, circulatory system of the plant, and it gets into the root system. It kills from, the, from like the whole plant, from the roots up. It's a systemic killer. Okay, so they've engineered the seeds that they're resistant to the aluminum and the chemtrails. They're, resi- they're all genetically modified frankenfood. The seeds are, um, you, you can spray Roundup on them. It won't kill them, won't kill the plant, kill any weeds around it, but you don't got to worry about And then you get the Roundup on the vegetables or whatever, the fruits or whatever that they're doing. Okay, And not only that, they're Terminator seeds, meaning whatever 
seeds are produced from that plant. You can't plant, you can't take that seed and plant it. Nothing will grow. They're called terminator seeds. What does that cause you to do? Cause you to go to back to Monsanto every year and buy their seeds. It is pure evil. It is absolute defilement of God's creation. And Satan's all about that. By inhibiting the natural detoxification process, glycophosphate systemically, and this is the main ingredient in Roundup, systemically enhances the damaging effects of other environmental toxins that get into the body. This in turn disrupts homeostasis, increases inflammation, and leads to a slow deconstruction of the cellular system. Toxins build up in the gut over time and break down through the intestinal walls, uh, infiltrating blood and ultimately passing through the blood-brain barrier, damaging neurological function. And also messes up what they call the, the cytochrome P450 phase 1, phase 2 enzyme pathways of the liver, which is the main detoxification pathways of the liver. Totally messes that up. Remember how, you know that I emphasize a lot with liver detoxification. Gallbladder, liver detoxification, bowel detoxification. It's one of the reasons so many people are so sick. Well, they're trying to literally introduce things into our food chain, like this glycophosphate, that totally inhibits your ability to detoxify. This is why I'm always doing some type of detoxification every single day. Because it's like, they're trying to kill us so many different ways, it would be impossible for me to even go over it in probably a hundred teachings. I, I'm sure there's a ton of ways I don't even know about that are hidden. This is just one of the many ways. And, they're, and you know, this is just standard operating pra practice for Monsanto. I, I mean, I would love to see a hundred thousand real true born-again Christians literally praying against Monsanto and their wickedness and that God would rain down his fury on them. Nothing good comes from them. Nothing. Nothing. They are pure, unadulterated evil. That's all they are. Like many organizations, you know, in the world. But they're, they're, they're one of the worst I've ever seen. Um, the next report, the evil of Monsanto and GMOs explains bad technology, endless greed, and the destruction of humanity. Um, next one, U.S. dairy industry petitions FDA to approve NutraSweet or Sparatame as hidden, unlabeled additives in milk, yogurt, eggnog, and cream. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get this stuff in there where you don't even know it's in there. Just like they don't want to label the GMOs. They are trying to kill us every possible way they can. And they're getting more and more aggressive. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. It's obvious his hoof prints are all over everything that I've went over today and in so many other teachings. Um, anyway, that's just some of the things that, that were in a uh, upcoming newsletter that I was going to put out. Okay, I just added those, those articles uh, in... Uh, at this point in the study to the PDF, just because it's, I already went over them, and if you want to actually have everything regarding Monsanto in one spot in the study, it's, it's there. It's, on, it's going to be on about page 12, 13 of the study. Uh, next question is from David, and um, he says, My son has pink eye. Just wondering what the best course of action is. I have the 5,000 part per million silver, uh, colloidal silver, which I gave him six drops in the mouth in the morning. He is nine years old to give you a backdrop idea. Any suggestions on food, diet, or anything else is greatly appreciated. 
Um, now, some of these responses I, I actually added a little bit to because I thought of other things when I actually posted them in here. But um, I said, okay, for pink eye, David, for pink eye, you need to dilute the 5,000 part per million to 50 part per million. Now, pink eye like an eye infection. 50 part per million in 5 mile silver protein works unbelievable on eye infections. I don't know anything better. I know nothing on the planet better. Um, you don't want to go any higher than 50 part per million. In fact, Invive makes 50 part per million exclusively for use in eyes. And it's ironic because it's the weakest solution they make and they, they view it, it's, it's okay for eyes. But the vast majority of other colloidal silver products in the market are like anywhere from, some of them are parts per billion which is really, really um, unbelievably weak, but a lot of them are 5 parts, 10 parts, usually max you'll see is 20 parts per million. And those are the ones that the other companies advocate for, like, most hardcore things. Whereas Invive doesn't even make one less than 50, and they know that that's what you need to use in the eyes, whereas they go all the way up to actually 10,000 part per million. Much, much stronger stuff. It's just the other companies haven't figured out how, figured out how to stabilize their products properly. Um, and they're primarily ionic silver, whereas this is true colloidal silver. I'd buy. Anyway, i give you some links if you want to know more about that. I don't want to get into a huge thing on that. But um, the 50 part per million can safely be used in the eyes. One drop in each eye two to three times per day will normally knock out pink eye or really any eye infection very quickly. Um, to make a 50 part per million solution from 5,000, which is what most people have, really all you need is a calculator, okay? But to make a 50 part per million solution, combine one drop of 5,000 part per million to 100 drops of distilled water. So you would have literally, if you did that, you would have essentially 100 drops, essentially, of of eye drops you could use in your eyes. And it would be stable. You want to use distilled water when you make it. So you have 100 drops of distilled water to one drop of the 5,000. There you have your eye solution. You don't have to go and buy a, a separate bottle of, five, of 50. I mean, if you want to, you can. And I give you the link to my website, dr-johnson.com, if you want to do that. But you don't have to. You can make it yourself if you have the 5,000. Um, uh, this is safe for use in eyes. And anyway, that was that was all I really had on that. But it's some, you know, pink eye is something that is bad stuff. And I mean, this is the best stuff I know of to get rid of it. Uh, and then I give you some other links on the mild silver protein if you're interested. Next question: um, I'm struggling with adult acne. Uh, I just turned 30 a few months ago. I live a healthy lifestyle, eats lot, lots of greens, fruits, vegetables. Don't eat any fast food at all. Someone told me it can be a hormonal imbalance or maybe something is wrong with my liver. Is there anything you can recommend? Uh, don't really trust doctors that prescribe Accutane and similar trash. Is there anything natural that may help me? Man, I took that garbage Accutane back when I was like 16 and it was, I mean, they have so many warnings. I can't even imagine what it's like today. But I mean, this stuff can kill you, Accutane. And literally, these drugs, prescribing a drug to treat acne would be one of the most insane things I've ever heard of because any action that it would use would be totally unnatural in the body. 
The skin is literally the largest organ in the body, okay? When your body gets toxic, okay, or sometimes, yes, it, it could be an allergic reaction. Sometimes it could be candida, and that'll give you like eczema and psoriasis, things like that. But when your bloodstream and your liver and your bowels are toxic, if your liver and, and um, bowel cannot detoxify all of the things in your body, what ends up, and again, we just talked about glycophosphate in the Roundup, which causes your body not to be able to detoxify. What will happen when the liver and, the, and the, uh, particularly the large intestine and small intestine aren't doing their jobs is your bloodstream gets toxic and that toxicity has to come out somewhere. The liver can't do its job, so the largest organ in the body takes over, which is the skin, and you start to have breakouts. That can be a lot of times in the form of acne. Okay, So the best thing I know for any kind of acne in general would be choline. Now, you could say, yeah, well, what if it's purely hormonal? Well, guess what? All hormones in the body are broken down in the liver. If the liver's not functioning properly, not only do those enzyme pathways not work, which are the detoxification uh, pathways, which I mentioned, the cytochrome P450, not only will that not work, but you're not going to break down your hormones properly. You're not going to process hormones properly. And for a woman, that's a really big deal because her system's... um, it's more complicated than a man's when it comes to female hormones. The female endocrine system is more complicated. And so a liver issue would, would, would um, affect the hormones greatly, particularly in a woman, which could also contribute to the uh, adult onset acne. Now, choline is the best thing I know for acne. You can get it at any health food store. I have it in my product line if like somebody orders from me, but if I'm not saying you have to do that. Pretty much any health food store has it. And it's what you take prior to the liver detox. Now, I posted the liver detox below. This is one you can do at home. The only thing you really need to have, um, as far as a supplement goes, is the choline. Okay? Which, again, you can get at any health food store. Uh, I tell you, the liver detox goes over everything. It tells you what you need to buy. There's just products you can get it at a, uh, at a grocery store. Okay? Now, um... You take it prior to the liver detox, the choline. Why are you doing it prior to the liver detox? Because if you have any hard calcium oxalate stones in the gallbladder or even in the liver, particularly in the gallbladder though, you want to make sure that those are softened and or hopefully dissolved to a large extent before you do a gallbladder flush like this. Um... It's just safer to do the choline prior to it. It sets the stage. It will help break down gallstones. If you had a big one in there, you want to get that thing dissolved as much as you can before you try to do a flush. Okay? Worst case scenario, now I've never had a patient this happens to, but I, I know that there are patients this happened to. It's probably one in a billion or one in a million or whatever, but they've done this flush and they had a hard calcium oxalate stone in the gallbladder that literally tore itself out when you when you implemented the olive oil at the end of the flush because the gallbladder contracted and the stone tore its way out, causing peritonitis. Not something you want. You want to stay away from that. Okay? So this is why I have... I tell everybody, do the choline for two to three weeks before the gallbladder flush. Therefore, it's going to pretty much dissolve the stones you got anyway. You might end up, when you do the flush, you might find you're not passing visible stones. 
Well, if that's the case, because you dissolved them from the choline, which is mission accomplished. But it's you're still going to get rid of a lot of sludge in the liver and in the gallbladder uh, because you did the, the choline. Now, what else does choline do? It defats the liver. A fatty liver is also a liver that will eventually become sclerotic. Okay, sclerosis of the liver. Okay, when you defat the liver, you are enabling your liver to function much more optimally. A fatty liver cannot function properly. And, and again, then we get into the whole messed up hormonal systems. We get into the end, uh, messed up detoxification pathways because it is fatty. Okay, choline defats the liver. It also dissolves gallstones. It also detoxifies the liver. So, it's I love this stuff. Works great for, for any kind of acne. Uh, I would take at least 1,500 milligrams a day at least prior to the flush. At least you can take more of the choline till the acne is gone. And 500 milligrams a day for the maintenance dosage. Choline also defats your liver and dissolves gallstones. Uh... Depending on how toxic your liver is is the main factor, determining how long it takes for the acne to go away. A bowel detox is also not a bad idea. A good bowel detox, there's a lot of good ones at health food stores. The one I use is called Super 2, but you don't have to get that. It's from Harmony Formulas. Uh, very, very good. I mean, you only need like half a tab a day on that stuff. It's strong, strong stuff. Now, what a lot of the detoxes don't do is give you fiber. So, fiber is important for intestinal function. Fiber is literally the way your intestines, small and large, get exercise. Okay, the fiber, which is bulk, goes through there. There's these little ribbon-like muscles on the sides of your intestines called haustra. And fiber exercises the haustra. When you don't have enough fiber, what ends up happening is, is your bowels can tend to get sluggish. And then you get into weakened portions of the bowel, which then sets you up for um, outpouchings and, um, uh, well, things like colitis, ulcerative colitis, things of that nature, diverticulitis in particular, okay? Weak, uh, like almost a uh, uh, out-of-shape bowel in small intestinal systems. This is what it will contribute to. So fiber is important too. Um, I like Standard Process has a fiber capsule called Gastrofiber. I find if I'm eating a meal and there's no fiber present, I take, um, I don't know, two, three, four of those before the meal. And, I mean, there's probably other ones you can find. As far as if you went to a health food store, you probably can find fiber, uh, maybe capsules, stuff like that. Some of them are psyllium. Um, and it will give you that bulk that you need because... That is important, and a herbal bowel cleanse will not address the fiber issue. Fiber issue is a whole other different ball of wax. Okay, um, Bentonite clay is also a very good way to detoxify your body, or um, and the 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 uh, particularly the intestinal tract, small and large intestine. Bentonite clay is very very good for that. Also very good for your skin. Uh, in that regard, because it's getting toxins out of your system, which again, if they're not there, it's not going to break your skin out. Helps the liver detox. The bentonite clay or montmorillonite clay. There's yellow pascal clay. There's all kind of clays you can take internally. Very, very healing to the body. Um, 
Also food-grade diametaceous earth. I've mentioned that before in the past. A lot of good attributes to that. You can do a keyword search, find that about anywhere. We're not talking really expensive stuff here. The Super 2 is like, you know, 22 for a bottle of probably last year, almost a year. Bentonite clay is not super expensive. Diametaceous earth isn't that expensive. None of this stuff that I'm saying is very expensive. Choline is pretty cheap stuff. Um, yeah, it is the, the, the ingredients for the liver flush, not real expensive. So these are things that are pretty much doable for just about anybody. And I pretty much do almost all of this on a daily basis. Okay. Bentonite clay, diametaceous earth, super two, choline. I pretty much practice what I preach. I don't just say this and not do it. I do it. I've been doing it for years. Okay, and um, it's it's very important because, like I, you know, I've, as I've pointed out so many times, Satan's trying to kill us every way he can, and we need to do whatever we can to try to preserve our own health. So, at this point, I give you the liver gallbladder flush. Before you attempt, you need to be on, well, I'd say like fifteen hundred milligrams at least of the choline um, per day for at least two to three weeks before you attempt this detox. Another thing I forgot before I go any further is the flora. It's like, I think, 80% of your immune system is literally in your intestinal tract area, okay? Uh, In the form of good flora that will help also compete and keep yeast or candida in check in the body. Most people are walking around totally loaded with candida and yeast, men included, uh, I used to do live blood cell analysis at the practice I was at, and we would literally look at a drop of your live blood under what they call a dark field mi- microscope, and we could see one of the main things you always saw were candida colonies in the bloodstream, okay? As well as, obviously, if you could look in the intestinal tract, you'd see that as well, pro- proliferation of candida. And um, a lot of things contribute to that. Overconsumption of carbs uh, is one of the main ones. But one of the main things is is also lack of good flora in the intestinal tract, which not only competes with the bad candida in the intestinal tract, but it also comprises about 80% of your immune system. I have been taking this um, flora product from Innate, the uh, 2014, and I have felt a Big difference in my immune system since I started doing that consistently. What I've noticed is I don't need near as much of the food state vitamin C anymore. I take one or two of the Flora 2014. My immune system feels so much stronger that the the food state vitamin C isn't near as much needed. I think that's more of a core issue for most people is the Flora. And if it's 80% of your immune system, and it also has a lot to do with detoxification pathways in the body, and keeping your intestinal tract, you know, essentially moving clean, uh, keep it from developing bad bacterial colonies and stuff like that, it's a super important thing. So, um, that's what I do. Uh, you can go to health food stores. If you get flora, go to the refrigerated section of the health food store, and I would probably ask somebody there that's knowledgeable what the either a very good or the best floor they've got. It's not something you want to um, skimp on because you can literally be buying a product that has no active, viable... Uh, these are literally live organisms in a capsule. 
And that's why they need to typically stay refrigerated. The one I have is very stable. You don't really need to refrigerate it. I do anyway, just because I know it helps a little bit. Uh, but a lot of these are, they're not very stable, and it, it's kind of a dice shoot as far as what you could get in the health food store when it comes to this. I'm not saying there's not good things at a health food store, but I would make sure you talk to somebody beforehand to find out what's the best one. Uh, I know I've seen results with the one I use, and that's why I mentioned it. So, anyway, I give you the flush here, and I'm not going to go over it because that's something you're going to have to read, and a lot of it's just what you do on a particular day. And it's very, very detailed on how to do it. And I've done this myself. And um, I remember the first time I did a gallbladder flush, a long time ago, I passed over 100 stones. Over 100. I mean, it's really eye-opening, literally. Then the next time I did it, I passed like probably a third... Then I did it again, I don't know, if I waited another year, I passed none. So that's the way it should be. You should get rid, I mean, this is this is something that, you know, I had been doing. Now, had I done the choline, I didn't really know about choline back then that much. I might not have passed any if I had done it for three, four weeks ahead of time. Or I probably would have passed a lot less. I think a lot of them would have been dissolved. So anyway, these gallstones are, uh, like I said, I took dissection in, in chiropractic college for a year. We had a whole year. Gross dissection one and two, peripheral nervous system and central nervous system. And every person who was a cadaver, I checked, were all had a sack full of gallstones. Because I had already had a clinical nutritional basis before I got into chiropractic college, and I, and I was uh, the the practice I was in was almost like a gallbladder practice. Like we in that practice, I don't know how many surgeries were 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 canceled because of the supplements we put people on. But typically, any person that came to us with what we would call a hot gallbladder, we put them on AF beta food by standard process and. Probably, knowing what I know now, it would have been choline as well. You really need to do both. And virtually every time, we would we, they would cancel the surgery. You know, it was like clockwork. Um, we just seemed to attract, certain practices attract different types of clientele. In that practice, it was really, we attracted a lot of people that had gallbladder issues. And um, if you've had your gallbladder removed, you should take bile salts for the rest of your life. Because you do not have the ability to, to produce enough bile on command when you eat a fatty meal. Bile is what is stored in the gallbladder, and bile is also a way that the liver takes toxins and puts it in the bile, and it's also one of the ways of detoxification. And when you don't have that bile pathway um, available because you don't have a gallbladder, you can also become much more toxic as well. Plus, you'll never digest fats properly again unless you take bile salts because you cannot produce enough bile on command if you have a high fatty meal. That's why the gallbladder's there. It's not some stupid vestigial organ like the MDs would have you convinced it is. It's not. It's very important. Just like the uh, tonsils are important, one of the first lines of defense as far as your immune system, and the appendix is even important. It has also to do with lubrication of the intestinal tract and immune system functions in the intestines. So, Nothing in us is some stupid vestigial organ, other than the coccyx, which is our residual tail from when we were, we were uh, I don't know, uh, 
when we were dogs or whatever, we had tails, and we evolved into the humans that we are now. That's the only thing that's stupid. Coccyx. Anyway, no, just kidding. Actually, coccyx is incredibly important. It is a ligament uh, anchor point for many different muscles, uh, tendon and ligament anchor point for many different muscles in the uh, lower area, sexual, reproductive stuff. Anyway, very, very important. So anyway, let's go further here. Uh, let's see. Yeah. This is a question from a female uh, listener. And she says, I've had upper back problems since I had four seizures when I was going into labor with my first child five months, five months ago. He's fine, but I've continued to have spasms and pain even after physical therapy and continued physical therapy stretches. I've heard that calcium and magnesium can help alleviate the spasms. I found this particular supplement. She gives a link to it, but I but it says not to take while pregnant. My husband and I let God decide when we have children. Really the way it should be. So I I could be pregnant at any point in time and not even know it. I was hoping you could suggest a good supplement for me to take. Okay, my response. Most likely, during your spasms, you threw your spine out of alignment. And no amount of PT, meaning physical therapy or stretching, will help that condition. And then I said, see below. I give you my excerpt from my my um, newsletter entitled Chiropractic Care, Injury Prevention, Injury Healing, Prevention, and Strong Joints. If she had seizures and her muscles spasmed, the muscles anchor to the bones in the body. That's the origin and insertion points. Muscles have to have some type of anchor point, and they're always bony. Okay, A lot of muscles in the back anchor to the spine. In fact, just about all of them. And then they might go out to different points on the ribs or maybe the scapula or whatever. Okay? If you had a seizure and your muscles spasmed, it can literally, because the muscles are attached to bones, yank them out of position. From a chiropractic standpoint, this is called a subluxation. You've heard of a dislocation. That's a major misalignment of the bones of the spine. A subluxation is a minor misalignment of the bones of the spine, but it can cause big problems. If the bone remains out of position... And unless it's put back in place, it will. Then what happens is, is that area will go into a constant state of spasm as a guarding mechanism. The body's doing it for a reason. It's like the oil light coming on in your car. You don't like to see it, but it's doing it for a reason. A lot of times it will also give you pain as a result of that guarding warning mechanism as well. So you have spasm, pain, sometimes numbness, weakness, tingling. Your body's trying to tell you something. It's not, what it's not trying to tell you is I have a deficiency of Advil and you need to take Advil to, to, to correct the deficiency. That's what it's not telling you. But that's what we're taught from a medical standpoint to do. You have pain, take a painkiller. Kill the pain. Problem's still there. And then what happens is, sometimes, is it gives you a false sense of security and then you really overextend overextend things and overdo things and then you're really out of alignment or sometimes you might even injure a disc at that point so you got to remember god gave us these warning systems for a reason so um i go on to say yes an epsom salt bath which is basically pure magnesium will probably help your spasms about as much as anything but if your spine is out of alignment 
it's just a temporary fix. You're not really addressing the problem, okay? Addressing the problem would, would be getting it realigned, and, you know, unless, typically that's going to be done through a chiropractor. Um, I have nothing to gain by saying this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm a chiropractor, but it's not like I'm going to gain anything by telling you. I'm just trying to give you advice I would give, you know, my family members or whoever. Um, that's what I would do. Get the spine checked. Uh, Epsom salts are great for sore muscles, great for relaxing. If you're going to take an Epsom salt bath, make sure you're getting ready to go to bed because you don't want to do it before work because you're going to feel like a bowl of jelly after you get out of the tub. You're just going to be so relaxed because you've just got a, a massive infusion of magnesium into your body via the skin, particularly if it's a hot Epsom salt bath. You will absorb a lot of that magnesium through the skin. And again, the skin's the largest organ of the body. So, um, I give you most of my uh, newsletter on the spine, on chiropractic, on how all your parts are connected to the nerves that come from your spine. All the nerves that go out from the spine go to all the organs of the body. If it wasn't for those nerves, your heart would not beat, your liver would not function, you couldn't, you know. So it's really a major deal here. Um, and that's why, you know, chiropractic can be so important. Tell you about subluxations, um, the research that shows chiropractic safe, uh, that it's actually cost effective. And then I give you the, a little bit of information on if you can't hold your adjustments, the biggest thing you need is manganese. Uh, manganese is the chief trace mineral. You need to hold your adjustments in place. And because I put my patients on this consistently, if I saw them, even new patients, just give them like one a day of manganese B12 from standard process. It's the one I used. And um, typically, I'd see them one, two, three times, and I wouldn't see them anymore. Why? Because they're holding their adjustments and they don't need to come see me. You don't need to go see a chiropractor three times a week for a year unless you've got been in some type of massive auto accident or you have some massive degenerate, de- degenerative history where you just can't hold your adjustments. But even then, manganese will help you. Uh, if I don't take the stuff, I can't hold my adjustments. Well, you're addicted to it. No, I'm addicted to a trace mineral. Be like addicted to a food. We all need these. But see, the soils are so depleted, we don't get this stuff in, in the proper amounts, even our organic food a lot of times. Not only that, they're trying, you know, all these different ways to kill us and to deplete us, and, and, and you know, as I've documented, so it's like you kind of need to go above and beyond the call in order to compensate for all of the things that Satan's trying to do to kill us. So, anyway, um, so I ended up having thousands of patients, or no, hundreds, I should say, that I hardly ever saw. And then God opened the door for this ministry. So I just walked away from the chiropractic so I could do this full time because I feel like this is way more important and I can reach a lot more people. Whereas like where I was at in um, the uh, Lee County area in Fort Myers, I mean, there was like 130 chiropractors in Lee County alone. So I'm like, we really don't need another chiropractor, you know. Um, Granted, I did the clinical nutrition and that was one of my specialties. But I still feel like it can help a lot more people this way online, obviously. You're reaching a lot more. So um, I'm going to end part four there, and we're going to go to part five, and I'm going to see how far I can get here.